welcome back. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. So if if you're new, I'm going to recommend um, going back and listening to all of the episodes for February because the theme or the series of talks that we've done has been on love. And wrapping up this month with this series of talking about love, I thought it would be appropriate to finish off with how to navigate healthy relationships after getting out of toxic ones. Because, you know, nothing says love more than being in a toxic relationship, right? Ah, it's time that we we move beyond that. We're worthy and deserving of moving beyond that, aren't we? So let me introduce myself. My name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer. I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have been through things that we don't necessarily like to throw out there and talk about, but we know that we want to be better. We know we want to feel better. We want we want more out of our lives. So being able to help folks to learn how to tame that inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning or things that have happened to you along the way and kind of knocked you off your game, or as I like to say, undo that crap that happened to you, and maybe keeps you somewhat stuck or questioning yourself and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about how to work through a healthy relationship after being in a toxic one. I know that sounds so crazy, right? It, it seems like it should just be so obvious to know that now we're connecting with a healthy person. But I can tell you that if you've been in an unhealthy or toxic relationship, and, and I, I even caution using the word narcissistic relationship because that seems to be a word that is misused and overused and quite honestly we can all tend to have some narcissistic tendencies or behaviors that doesn't necessarily mean that we're a narcissist it just means that we have some tendencies to maybe think of ourselves again that's not selfish I mean that's we get that misguided too so I mean I could just ramble on here forever but I want to keep to the topic at hand here. So your willingness to put yourself out there after being in an unhealthy or toxic relationship, that can be downright scary because you may not know exactly how to have a healthy relationship or if it even still exists out there. And I know that if you have been in one of those unhealthy relationships and you're considering putting yourself out there again, you may be overly cautious, you may be a little wound tight and and simultaneously a little a little worried that either one, you're not going to see uh, an unhealthy relationship in front of you or two, that you might inadvertently sabotage this good relationship. And that's not what you're wanting to do either. So I think it's really important that we we dive into this. And a new relationship can be exciting and overwhelming at times. And you may be distracted by self-doubt or even 
shame. If you're wondering if you can have a healthy relationship, I'm going to tell you absolutely yes, hands down yes. And you can learn how without having to endure the same toxic patterns. It's awareness that we learn things, signs, you know, patterns, habits, our own, not just theirs, that cause us to get into these situations. And a big question would be, are you ready for a new relationship? The thing is, is if you've been in an unhealthy relationship, you could you could be too quick to want to move on because you want to feel loved. You want to feel valuable. You want to feel all of those things because you're not feeling this in your current unhealthy relationship and in that dare I say feeling of loneliness or desperation we might make choices that cause us to cause our own problems cause our own pain further than what it already is too often I see people jump right into another relationship not giving themselves enough time to even recover from the last relationship. And oftentimes they will say to me, well, this one just showed up out of the blue and they just seem so different. Again, I can tell you, if you have not given yourself enough time to do the personal inner work of undoing habits, re-evaluating patterns, and even those beliefs that we hold, I can tell you the success rate of finding that great healthy partner is not real high. And I'm not trying to say that to be a Debbie Downer or anything like that. I'm just saying that oftentimes we don't even see our own habits and behaviors as being problematic towards attracting somebody else. So if you've been in a toxic relationship before, you may have written them off, promising never again. I know I have. And that makes sense. You've been through a lot. You probably thought you'd never be in ready to take another chance on love or open your heart. And God forbid even be willing to be vulnerable around somebody nude. Leaving is hard. Looking back is even harder. You probably develop some pretty intense feelings for that person from your past. You may look back with hurt, maybe even anger, but you also may look back and still with love and loss, not just for the relationship, but, but for your former partner. Others might find your feelings confusing. Because quite honestly, a toxic relationship can almost be a little form of addiction. It's like we crave that adrenaline. It gets, it gets in your system. And I know that sounds really possibly crazy. But when you're so used to... It's like being a workaholic, for instance. And you're always constantly going, going, going. And you have to be at that optimal energetic stress level to perform that when you go on vacation and say that you want to relax that can feel boring it can feel dull it can feel like uneventful because you're so used to operating 
at that intense level. The same is true for being in unhealthy relationships. And so it could be that charge that you're trying to learn to let go of, that charge of you don't have to operate from that state to be in an amazing relationship with someone. Others might find your feelings, again, confusing. However, these feelings don't mean that you necessarily want to go back or should go back. The fact is you have a history with your ex. And letting go of those feelings and the past takes time. Time is your friend. And in that space of time should be the time that you're getting to to work on yourself and heal yourself and look at, again, some of these patterns and behaviors and habits so that we don't make them again in the future. And here you are, anyway, ready to possibly do that, open up again. The possibility of a new relationship can come at a time when you least expect it. To say you're a little nervous would be an understatement right? Because you just, you don't want to attract the same unhealthy person. And you also don't want to possibly push away a potential healthy partner. It can be a little bit nerve wracking. You've traveled a long time. And sometimes the hard road to healing from your unhealthy past can be just that challenging can be time consuming. You've worked through a lot of pains of emotions. And if you haven't, I'm going to encourage you to do that. Now, you find yourself feeling ready to start dating again and maybe even open to the possibilities of someone new. But you want the next relationship to look nothing like what you've just experienced from your past one. Am I right? So how can you lay a healthy foundation? And what can you do to protect yourself without putting up too many walls? I mean, everything could seem like a red flag, right? First, we have to start by confronting a very important question. Why are healthy relationships so hard? Even the most toxic relationships don't start that way. Relationships usually begin with those giddy butterflies in your stomach, can't wait to see each other feelings. But somewhere along the way, relationships go wrong sometimes very wrong and we don't always see it coming an abusive or unhealthy relationship can change who you are in some ways you may doubt your own thoughts and feelings or struggle with self-confidence after being in such a relationship you may find it hard to trust not only yourself but anyone who might come into your life Many of us have never experienced or witnessed a healthy relationship. How can we participate in a healthy relationship if we don't know what it looks like? Luckily, there is a path forward. As tempting as it might be to jump into something new, you must give yourself time to heal. I cannot repeat that enough. Again, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people do to themselves is jump too quickly into a new relationship without doing the work and learning to love yourself again and maybe or maybe for the very first time as you do 
You'll gain confidence and you'll learn how to have a healthy, fulfilling relationship. So let's talk about the laying the foundation for a healthy relationship. Even if you've only experienced toxic relationships, there is hope for happier, more supportive, fulfilling connections. And I'm going to share some with you. Actually, I got nine for you. And you can take and use this to lay down the foundation for a healthy relationship. So I encourage you to write these down. And if not, I'm going to encourage you to to download or save this episode so you can go back and listen to it as many times as you need to, to have that reminder. Because oftentimes it, it's helpful to have those little reminders, little thoughts in the back of our heads that keep us going in a new direction because this could be a very new direction and and new directions require care it requires compassion it requires empathy it requires consistency it requires action so number one take care there's an old saying you can't pour from an empty cup put more simply you can't give what you don't have An unhealthy relationship takes its toll on you physically, mentally, emotionally, maybe even spiritually. It can leave you emotionally drained, trusting no one, and wondering if a healthy relationship is even possible. Your cup is empty. Leaving was the first step. Next is healing the emotional wounds and learning what a healthy relationship looks like. When the trauma is left unresolved, it can leave you vulnerable to repeating the past. I work with clients all the time to help them understand what happened and more importantly, how to heal in healthy ways. It also helps to become real candid in recognizing where your role was part of this relationship that maybe let it go on too long or maybe caused you to stay in a way that thought that there was no other avenue. We learn to heal all of that. We learn to work through that in order to make better decisions for ourselves. Number two, can't say this word enough, give yourself time. Taking time for yourself can be lonely. And the temptation to jump right back into the dating pool might be tempting. Of course, we all want companionship, but what are you jumping into? We as humans tend to gravitate to what we know because familiarity is comfortable. But what's familiar isn't always what's best for us. It's important to give yourself time to heal, grow, and learn. More importantly, we often aren't even aware of the familiarity because it might just feel natural or easy or like I've known this person forever until I realize, oh, (laughs) it's you, that person. One of the ways that you can make your time count is by focusing on deepening your self-love so that you're less likely to seek that energy from someone else. When you create your own happiness, 
You can move forward from a healthier space, armed with the skills you need to build a relationship that feels safe, loving, and supportive. A relationship that you are allowed to share how you feel, what you need, etc. And for more on self-love, I want to recommend listening to episode 56 of this podcast because we talk about that very subject matter and going deep in what that is. Number three, forgive yourself. Forgiveness is one of those words that carries a lot of weight. Sometimes we get caught up because we misconstrue forgiveness as accepting that what happened was somehow justified or okay. But forgiveness is actually a powerful way to help you heal and move on. It has nothing to do with your ex and everything to do with you. Forgiveness means letting go of the pain of the past and compassionately giving yourself permission to be happy. It's a process focused on you and your healing, and it doesn't need to involve anyone else. You've been through a lot. And it's natural to feel shame or blame yourself for not seeing the red flags and staying in an an abusive situation. Heck, you could be like me seeing the red flags and ignoring them anyway. Yep, that sure did require some forgiveness. We can't always see the signs of an unhealthy relationship, and we may not know how to get out or even have the immediate ability to leave. Self-compassion can help you see the situation objectively and understand the patterns you need to break. Not surprisingly, people who practice self-compassion Cultivate healthier relationships. Counseling or coaching can help you through this process. Number four, decide what you want in a relationship. Coming out of an unhealthy relationship, you know what you don't want. You've been there, done that, and don't repeat the same mistakes. This list of what you're not looking for is probably pretty long. But deciding what you do want can be harder. It's a question you've maybe never asked before. Just what do you want in a relationship? Knowing what a healthy relationship looks like for you will help you be able to recognize it more easily and spot the red flags before you get get into this too deep. Spend time brainstorming or journaling, exploring your thoughts about what a healthy relationship might look like. What has to be there for you to feel comfortable and safe? While everyone's needs will differ, you can probably find a few at the top of the list like trust, honesty, and respect, but it doesn't end there. Were there other specific things in your last relationship that you won't tolerate again? What does it look like if you imagine the opposite of those behaviors? I know that some may feel that they're selfish if they are wanting too much or have been told that their standards are too high. And I think to myself, is there such a thing as too high when it comes to a healthy relationship? 
Number five, take baby steps. In the beginning, everything and everyone looks shiny and new, right? It feels good to connect in a healthy way, and we want to lean into that feeling. The problem is going from nice to meet you to I love you at light speed is risky. All that glitter and excitement can act like rose-colored glasses and make it difficult to see the truth. So what's the right speed? There isn't a simple answer here. You have to take off those rose-colored glasses to really evaluate how the relationship is progressing. Slow down and try to notice the small details and nuances that show you who your potential partner is over time. Move too fast and you'll get swept up in the magic of the new beginning, missing the honesty that comes with staying rooted in reality. I can tell you one of the biggest mistakes folks make in this area is jumping to sex far too quickly. I get it. It feels amazing to be connected with someone in that way, but this definitely clouds your vision big time. Trust me, this isn't a race, and the only finish line you're wanting to cross is one that is solid and healthy. Give yourself time to cultivate that. Number six, know the signs of an unhealthy relationship. When you're smitten with a new partner, everything looks perfect, doesn't it? They smell nice. They, their smile's beautiful. They, everything that comes out of their mouth sounds wonderful. I get it. It's easy to miss the red flags when you're focusing on all the shiny things and the way they make you feel or the way you feel when you're around them. Your new love interest might not be a carbon copy of your ex, which can be a relief. But unfortunately, there are many ways to be a toxic partner. That's why you have to slow down and see things as they are, not what you want them to be. At the beginning of a new relationship, you might feel worried that you'll miss signs. So familiarizing yourself with relationship red flags can help and here's some behaviors you'll want to steer clear of. Yelling, blaming, or shaming. Making insults or name calling. Using the silent treatment. Threatening to leave. Withholding affection. Gaslighting. Isolating you from your family, friends, or other supportive people in your life and of course getting physically aggressive. These are signs you might be headed down a dangerous path. Red flags shouldn't operate on a three strike system. If you spot one, step back, take care of yourself, and distance yourself until you get some clarity. And remember, there are eight billion people on the planet. He or she isn't the only person in the world who's a perfect match for you. Number seven, build a support system. We all need a support system. We're wired for community and connection, and not just from romantic relationships. 
everyone needs someone in their corner, people willing to hold space and give you perspective when you're feeling lost. And at the beginning of a new relationship, you may have a lot of doubts and fears because you're navigating uncharted territory. Your support system can serve as a sounding board to sort it all out. Starting a new relationship doesn't mean you should put your friends and family on the back burner. That may have also happened in the last relationship. Remember, they want the best for you. They saw what you went through. They want nothing but for you to be happy and well-loved. And they'll help you figure that out as long as you remain open to having that dialogue. Number eight, trust your instinct. You know the old saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well, the same thing applies to relationships. Of course, a new shiny relationship can feel exhilarating. You don't want to even think about the possibility that it isn't all that. It's essential to pay attention to your intuition. Everything might look picture perfect on the outside, but if something doesn't feel right, don't ignore it. Trust your feelings and talk with them. A healthy partner will be willing to listen and help ease your worries. Remind yourself of all you've accomplished when you feel doubt creeping in. You've done the work. You've built a new way of thinking and took the time to develop a strong sense of what you want and need in a partner. Trust that you can be in a healthy relationship and know that you have support. Number nine, know when to seek help. Sometimes, despite your best efforts, getting over the past can seem impossible. The good news is you don't have to do it alone. You can heal, learn to trust yourself again, and have the healthy relationship you desire. Again, I help people every day work through similar things. It just takes you getting in touch with me. And at the end of this episode, I'll share ways that you can do that. And if you're having trouble assessing your need for support, this could be a sign that you need some help reconnecting with yourself. Toxic relationships are extremely deregulating by design. And it makes sense that you might need some help finding your inner voice again and trusting it. As a coach, I can help you sort through your feelings and discover what feels authentic versus what's rooted in toxic dynamics. And as we prepare to wrap up this episode, I want to remind you that I believe you have what it takes to have a healthy relationship, and I believe you are worthy of such a relationship. I also believe people aren't necessarily willing to do the work for a number of reasons. They don't want to look silly or weak. Don't know what they don't know. And hearing of someone else's story and feeling like there's no hope. Remember, people share what they want to share. They also share the sides of the story that either best positions them in a situation 
or makes them look like the victim in the situation. Your journey is not their journey. More importantly, the storylines begin to blur after someone has moved past something, meaning all the details of what they went through to get to the other side are not as clear because they've moved on. And there could be some very valuable information inadvertently being left out. This is why I highly recommend working with someone who works with this stuff consistently in order to get the best support and tools you need to step into your next relationship ready and healthy. This is so important. It's so important to have friends and family in that. And simultaneously understanding friends and family should not serve the role as a counselor or a coach to help you with some of those deeper things. They deserve to be your family and friends, the ones that want to cheer you on, the ones that want to love you, the ones that, you know, want to be by your side. It's hard, challenging to show uh, perhaps tough love or, you know, when you have, for an example, when you have a... uh, Sorry, I'm kind of blanking here. A physical trainer for exercise, let's say. They might be nice and they might be kind and they might be happy to see you, but their goal, you've hired them for a reason, and their goal is to train you to physically get in better shape and health. So they're not going to sit there and agree that, yeah, you went and binged on ice cream. Oh, that's good. That's too bad. They're they're not going to play the friend role. They're not going to play the, the family role. They are there to do a job, which is to help keep you guided towards that achievement that you're wanting to achieve. The same as if you're wanting to get into a healthy relationship or back out there in the relationship world, your friends and family are going to be extremely protective of you and guarded of you. So they may be a little biased in some ways. And that's why, again, it's important to have somebody like myself or somebody else in this field that could help you navigate those things who are also going to focus on your goals of what you're wanting to achieve and help keep you focused on that. If you found this episode helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I'm going to encourage you to not only follow this podcast, but to also share it as well, because I talk on many different topics. They're all geared around mindset, but it could be health. It could be fitness. It could be personal growth. It could be relationships. It could be finances. It could be anything. So stay plugged in and share. Moreover, if you're considering getting back into a relationship and you're just not sure, I have an eight-week program I use with clients to help them attract their ideal partner. And part of this program includes boundaries. It includes um, knowing and discovering what it is that you want in lieu of what you don't want. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, here's how you can do that. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in brown. I'm on TikTok. My handle there is Dr. Kelly Ray. 
My website is drkellyray.com and my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much.